Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, I'm very keen on it. No, I'm serious now. I am very, very keen on this discussion. Imposter syndrome. Yes. In a quest to drive conversations around imposter syndrome, there's a two-week-long campaign inviting professionals to talk about their experiences. And let's talk about that now. Amanda Lim joins us, a senior strategy at BBH Singapore, and Jessica Ong, economics and marketing student at SMU. Now, Amanda is uh, is kind of spearheading this effort on behalf of BBH. Amanda, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having us. And Janessa? Yeah, hello everybody. Good morning. Uh, Amanda, talk to us about imposter syndrome. What is BBH? How, what is your involvement in trying to bring this topic to light? So as part of an annual internship program that we have, um, we basically invite, you know, students, retirees, whoever basically wants to experience a little bit of advertising to kind of join us. And they're basically given a project, um, a passion project, and they are free to choose whichever topic they want. So actually, Janessa and her team landed on this topic of imposter syndrome. Um, So it's very much basically just their mentor trying to help them bring this campaign to life. Now, I think this is absolutely wonderful, uh, Amanda. I do. And I've, I've seen some of the comments online. I'm, I'm friends with Alvin Tan, uh, the prominent lawyer. I know he's spoken about imposter syndrome. James Lim it actually happens to be my MP. I live in uh, Senkang GIC. So you've picked some really prominent uh, people there to spearhead your campaign. The reason I say this is because it is something that I have dealt with my entire career, imposter syndrome. You know, a, a kid from a poor background who does certain things. And I used to think it was a bad thing, but listening to comments from Alvin and others, I'm now of the view that if you don't have imposter syndrome, it probably says more about you than uh, than other people because you're probably arrogant. So what, what, what inspired you to tackle the subject of imposter syndrome? Because I'm fascinated by it. I think the one key reason is the fact that it, doesn't discriminate in the sense that everyone, okay, no matter whether you are like the most junior in your company or the most senior person or the most established, accomplished person, say like, you know, Elvin Tan and James Lim, you all, like everyone is so prone to suffering from it. Um, And I think that is what I think made it strike a chord with so many people uh, and, you know, make people just feel like, okay, it's actually time to start talking about it, right? Because everyone also experiences it. Uh, I think that was kind of the main driving force behind it. Yeah, and Genesis. So this project was kind of your idea. What tell us what you, what your impression of imposter syndrome was, and why you felt it was so important to to jump on this and really take this program forward. So when we actually first uh, was given the brief, or uh, we were told to do a passion project or something that we're interested about, something that we're passionate about. So um, it's not just me alone, but the other three other interns as well and on the team, we actually came together and, and we discussed about certain issues that we are passionate about. So it actually ranges from from mental health of caretakers all the way to imposter syndrome. So there's a variation of topics. And what why we really exactly chose this topic was because we had this common sentiment that we felt that when we entered BBH, we feel we didn't deserve or what What do we do actually to get into this internship? So there was a lot of self-doubt involved and part of us 
were very new to the industry, so we doubted ourselves a lot when we were doing this internship. So as we decided to go forward with this topic, we realized that not just us actually experienced this, but 74% of Singaporeans mm-hmm. workers experience imposter syndrome. So this is really a high amount of percentage compared to the global average of 62%. And we think that maybe a, a key reason for that is that Singaporeans have the worst combination of pressures. So mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. the Asian pressure as well as the Western influence. So Asian pressures like, for example, your parents and even higher arts placing expectations on you as well as the Western influence where there is the idea of prosperity and success mm. and the pressure to be innovative and creative. So when you mix all these expectations and pressure with social media that glorifies um, successful people, it's the perfect breeding ground for self-doubt and imposter syndrome. So we realize that many people actually recognize that they have imposter syndrome, but nobody really talks about it. So yeah. as a group, we wanted to change that and drive conversations forward about this issue. I'm I'm utterly fascinated by this, Glenn. I cannot lie. Amanda, I mean, it's fascinating because there's a real paradox there, isn't there? A real dichotomy. Because on the one hand, we're supposed to be number one, right? It's all about being number one, Kiasu, number one airport, number one port, number one mass and science and so on. So we're number one, we're number one. But on the other side, we've got this aspect of we're small, we're fragile, we've got no natural resources, we constantly require foreign talent and foreign investment and foreign infrastructure. So hang on, we're great, but we're useless. We're great, but we're useless. We're great, but we don't have anything. So I'm fascinated by these two conflicting emotions that we in Singapore deal with on a daily basis. What were some of the things that you found and you discovered from the research and uh, the findings from the survey? So I think some things that we found, especially when it relates to, for example, people already in the workplace and actually even people in senior positions, right? Because you imagine that, well, they've done everything in life, like what, what do they have to doubt themselves about, right? I think one thing we found was that obviously, A, you know, there are greater expectations of you, right, as you rise through the ranks, isn't it? Um, you not only have kind of bigger bosses looking down at what you're doing and whether you're delivering um, on, on your KPIs and all that sort of things, but then you also then have people who are under you, right? And mm-hmm. to a certain extent, you're meant to be, you know, the role model, the mentor for them. So I think in that aspect, sometimes that also creates a lot of anxiety amongst people because now it feels like there's even more eyes looking at you and the more you cannot fail. Um, and then therefore that in turn leads to greater self-doubt and just this whole self, like vicious cycle that goes round, round and round. Um, so I think that is kind of particularly, I think, what people who, who we think may not suffer from imposter syndrome, that's kind of the unexpected side of things, I would say. Yeah, Janessa, just to follow up on that, do you think that in a face-saving culture, you mentioned yourself an Asian culture, is it hard sometimes for people to speak up and acknowledge this imposter syndrome, this insecurity? Yeah, I think definitely it is a little bit difficult, especially with social media going on where everybody tends to show the successful side, the achievements that you have achieved. And I think that is one of the reasons why we decided to go with this campaign because we realized that behind every successful story is actually self-doubt. There is some sort of questioning and some sort of thinking behind why you have achieved certain things and Mm. it can be um, as little as do I really deserve this opportunity you know things like that and because of this Asian culture that we have people tend to just show the best sides and don't really talk about the struggles that they go through or the hurdles that they went through so um, yes I think definitely Asian pressure definitely um, plays a part when it comes to this face saving culture but I think what we're aiming to do with um, the current 
situation is that people are a bit more willing to talk about it. People are a bit more willing mm. to open up about their feelings and thoughts about it. So that was something that we uh, really appreciate from the people who shared their stories through this campaign. We're speaking yeah. with Janessa Ong, an economics and marketing student at SMU and an intern at BBH Advertising, and Amanda Lim, the senior strategist at BBH Singapore. This topic is uh, imposter syndrome, right? And it was launched on LinkedIn by four interns at BBH. Uh, it comes off of a study, the, um, the Anatomy of Work Index, that reveals that 74% of Singaporeans experience imposter syndrome versus only 62% on a global average. And uh, when you look at this, Amanda, how does this play into the world of advertising? What, what takeaways do you have as a company, uh, aside from it being a passion project for your interns, is there some way that you will um, use, use this information going forward when you look at um, strategizing for some ad campaigns? Um, so I think in general, this whole thing about imposter syndrome plays is a part of a larger picture, right, around mental health and the fact that people are, you know, realizing, especially with COVID, right, that, you know, work isn't everything um, and that happiness and all the, and there's so many more important things in life. So I think that's something that definitely, you know, in, in upcoming ad campaigns and all that, that's, some, that's in a way a zeitgeist that, you know, we are obviously keeping in mind. Um, and in terms of actually BBH as a company utilizing, you know, what we found. So we actually um, did a survey within the company itself and it turns out like 90% of people say that uh, they do experience imposter syndrome. So I think that in itself um, is something that the mental health team and in the company is taking on board um, to see how we can just normalize things a little bit and have people, you know, feel like there is a safe environment to talk about it. Mm. And on that point, Amanda, how, what was the percentage? 90% plus right 90 percent within your company as, as a senior yes. as someone in a senior position there how do you feel about that because maybe in the old days it would have been construed as a negative but i, I don't personally see imposter syndrome as a negative i kind of agree with alvin tan that <laughs> a little bit of uh, humility uh, goes a long way you know you don't want to go into any office going i deserve this job it should be mine i own it i'm brilliant i kind of find that a little bit counterproductive even counterintuitive what is, what is your response to that that 90 percent of your company have that imposter syndrome or feel it occasionally so i completely agree with you i don't think it's like necessarily a bad thing in itself obviously it can be a motivator for you to you know push yourself um, and that's how you grow and learn right obviously i think the key thing is how do we monitor it and make sure it doesn't cross the line where it just ends up, you know, in stressed out employees, mm. um, burnout, anxiety, depression, all these sort of things. Because that, that is where it could eventually lead mm. to, right? So I think it, the key thing is really let's, let's make sure, okay, that people feel safe to reach out if they do feel like they are reaching that tipping point. Um, but then otherwise, you know, I think, yeah, I completely agree. A little bit of imposter syndrome is, doesn't do any harm. Janessa, we're going to give the last word to you. What what did you and your fellow interns learn while doing this project? I don't I don't necessarily mean uh, about imposter syndrome per se, but what was the experience like for you guys? And what did you learn about working together and, and putting together a project like this? Well, um, I got to say we learned quite a bit from this internship, being new to the industry, especially um, all of us. Uh, from very various different backgrounds. So we have people from econs like myself and people from business background as well as design background. So I guess um, 
one thing that we have learned is um, is how can we actually make it work as a team. So there were a lot of hurdles along the way, like how can we bring forth um, imposter syndrome in the best way possible for people to understand what it is and how can we encourage them to share their story. So there are many hurdles along the way, but how can we work as a team to make it happen? So learning about each other's working style and learning about how we can um, kind of choose the best idea to go forward with and learning how to be creatively resilient about what we what we have put out as well. So um, internally, we have to present to the management as well and then we also have to reach out to influencers. Uh, all these different efforts comes with different problems and issues, but not saying that it's negative because we learned something from that because, uh, for example, reaching out to influencers, we might face certain rejections or certain people actually mm. mentioned that they don't understand why is there such a thing called imposter syndrome, you know? Why, mm. is, it, why is there a need to talk about it? So it's all these little... Um, things that we face that we learn how to deal with it and how to explain imposter syndrome to them wow. and also communicating with them. Wow. Yeah. Can I just ask Jennifer, how old are you? Um, I'm currently 23. <laughs> and you're so articulate and intelligent. You've just sent my imposter syndrome through the roof because so, I wasn't as intelligent, as articulate at that at your age. So thanks for that, Jennifer. <laughs> no, truth be told, he's still an imposter, a bit of an Correct. imposter. But uh, anyway, that's another story. I uh, want to thank both of you uh, very much for bringing this issue to light, of course, and, and bringing it to us today. Amanda Lim at BBH Singapore and Jessa, Janessa Ong, uh, student at SMU. Thank you for being with us on... Money FM. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.